What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez from your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app. And of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. If you haven't checked out the M Store in downtown Missoula, you need to. At the M Store, they're all Grizz all the time. They have some of the best, but more importantly, most unique selection of Grizz gear you're going to find anywhere. They got stuff that nobody else in town, nobody else in the state of Montana has available. And right now, the M Store has a whole bunch of great deals going on. April specials include huge percentage discounts on all headwear, sweatshirts, and jackets. They also are now an authorized Apple service provider. They offer computer repair. They got MacBooks, iPads, and a whole bunch of great Apple products in store there as well. Go check out the M Store, located at the corner of Higgins and Broadway in downtown Missoula, Montana. It's a great new location, a ton of merchandise, all April long at the M Store. Polos, headwear, sweatshirts, jackets. Go check out all their maroon and silver. The M Store, where they're all grizz all the time. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Look at this guy with his falsetto. Best Prince impersonations. It's because it's Friday. What's up, everybody? Welcome in. Welcome back. Helium's great. (laughs) (laughs) Multi-talented, bro. Renaissance. Rod James Seabrook rocking with us here on uh, Friday like he does uh, very often this time of year. Very much happy to have Raj, uh, Roland. If you missed anything in the first hour of Nuanas Now, you can uh, always find it on the Nuanas Now podcast. We talked all sorts of different things uh, off the top. First of all, the news of the day, Raekwon Battle, first team All-Big Sky selection at Montana State last year. See you. He is into the NCAA transfer portal. In his note that he posted on his social media, he said there is a chance he'll return to Montana State. I said that on the show yesterday. I thought Raekwon Battle... He could come back to Montana State, depending on who they hire as a coach. He could transfer elsewhere. He could rejoin Danny Sprinkle at Utah State. And there's also thought that maybe he might test the pro waters as well. Uh, But today went portaling, so I think that eliminates the pro option, but the other three still on the table. Utah State, elsewhere, Montana State. Darius Brown, a third-team All-Big Sky selection and the uh, Big Sky Defensive Player of the Year at Montana State, also into the NCAA transfer portal. So now all eyes on great Osobar. Great Osobar was an all-league guy last year, uh, the top reserve in the big sky, and uh, like kind of the last man standing among the elite players, at least, uh, coming back at Montana State. So that's the news of the day. We also talked about uh, the upcoming passing on of the number 37 jersey. It'll happen at Dazzler's Car Wash right next to us, not this Saturday, but next Saturday. So eight days from now, between 11 and 3, go to Dazzler's Car Wash. First of all, there'll be a bunch of Grizz guys down there signing autographs, cooking hot dogs and hamburgers. It's customer appreciation day. But Marcus Wellnell, the former number 37 for the Grizz, he will uh, give number 37 to the new recipient uh, at a little ceremony over there uh, next the Saturday. The anointed one shall <laughs> be chosen. <laughs> next Saturday. And uh, if you go to Dazzles, you can get hot dogs, hamburgers, and also you get your car wash, you get entered to win a year worth of free car washes there uh, at Dazzlers. We also talked about Montana kids 
keeping their talents in Montana to go play Frontier Conference basketball. Loving we're it. Always talking a little, we also talked a little Grizz football as well. All of it on the Nuanas Now podcast. Proudly presented by GoBlackfoot.com plus the M Store where they're all Grizz all the time and the Montana State Bookstore uh, there on the Montana State campus. Uh, if you want to stream the show, you always can, 1029ESPN.com or on the ESPN MT app. And if you want to be a part of the conversation, please don't hesitate. Call us, text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Call or text anytime during hour number two. Um, I saw the movie Air on Tuesday night. Thought it was great. Uh, it's well written. The acting's phenomenal. For those that are unfamiliar, it's the story of Michael Jordan... But more importantly, it's the story of Nike. It's the story of Sonny Vaccaro, Phil Knight, and the pursuit of Nike. I won't ruin the whole plot because you should go see it, but it's one of those movies where I don't really think I'm going to spoil much of it for you. You kind of know what happens. Like, <laughs> yeah, Michael, don't look at your kids' feet. Yeah, like Nike, Nike gets Michael Jordan and they make him Air Jordans, and that then subsequently... You just ruined it for me. Cool. <laughs> it's that, over. That then changes the world. But, but I, I think, though, this is an entry point to a discussion about a much broader topic. Yes. One, time, place, timing, circumstance, and luck. Means everything. All goes into... Everything. When you have these stratospheric explosions... Absolutely. ...of any sort of success or, like, pivot points in society or pop culture. Pivot point? Was that a bad dad pun of the day? <laughs> like, when Jordan's coming out of North Carolina, what if he signs with Adidas? Like, Adidas is super hot at that exact moment. Run DMC's got the song. They're wearing the shoes. They're wearing the jumpsuits. I mean, you're from New York. You know what's you, up? I mean, you know half the people in New York were wearing the, trying to dress like Run DMC back in the 80s, right? Not this brother. <laughs> it was like my Adidas psych. I wear Nike. <laughs> See? There you go. But, how? so there's a, there's, a, there's a first question for you. How much influence did Michael Jordan wear Nikes have on you wearing Nikes? Oh, huge. Because Nikes were just running shoes huge. for people in the Northwest before Michael Jordan. When Michael Jordan first was uh, coming out of college, Converse had 57% of the, the shoe market. Adidas had like 40, uh, maybe I think 30%. Whatever it was, Nike only had 11%. That's a real statistic. Yeah. Then they make the Air Jordans, and then Nike gets such a huge percentage of the market. Son, you know my shoe game is strong. Strong shoe game. You ever see, outside of my shoe shoes, like my nice yeah. Italians and all the sure, Oxfords sure, and wingtips, sure, sure. what's on my feet all the time for my kicks? Nikes. Nikes or Jordans. Jordans, yeah. Jordans or Air Max. Oh, totally. Yeah, for sure. Totally. If you're riding around in an Audi, I'm not I'm not getting out of my Audi to go hop in a Datsun, <laughs> right? I'm not, I'm not getting rid of my Nikes to put on a pair of Pro Kids. <laughs> Just ain't happening. So, a couple other things I want to talk about this phenomenon, though. Time and place is everything, right? Truth. Magic Johnson was pitched by Nike four years before Michael Jordan was. Mm -hmm. He turned him down and he signed with Converse. Mm -hmm. What happens if it's Magic Johnson and not Michael Jordan? Could you see the same meteoric rise, or was Michael Jordan that special? And if Michael Jordan was that special, why? The, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick apart your question, inquiry, and statement. Part of the reason why Magic said no is because of the rivalry he had with Bird and how Converse signed both of them and That's said, right. hey, let's play each other off of each other, L.A., Boston, East sure. Coast, West Coast. And, so, at, and at that exact moment, that was the strategy was just to get as many guys as you could. And they all wear the same shoe. Right. And no it, one had had the thought of 
making a shoe for somebody. No, um, well, Adidas did because Adidas actually had a pair of high tops called the Kareem's. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar okay. I did actually, not know that. Educational. There it is, baby, 73, I think. 73, 72, I'll check. I'll, so he was actually the pioneer of having kind of your own shoe. One of them, yeah, for sure, for I sure. I did not know that. Yeah, I'll pull it up here in a second, I brother. Love it. Um Part of it was Converse already had that pitch deal with Bird and Magic saying we're going to kind of coast you guys off of each other. And you got commercials together. Total, and, and Which they totally did. They totally did. It, right? and they and, were really famous for it. And they were famous for it. And, for it, yep. and it gave the, you know, the Lakers, the, it, they were the gold, white, and purple Converse. And then um, Bird had the black, white, and green ones. Yep. Right? To kind of symbol, uh, you know, show the symbolism for the teams as far as colors. Nike transcended it because they made it about the individual. That's right. And not about the collective. And they, and they made Michael Jordan an individual. They made Mike an individual. Was, he, he was a phenomenal basketball player, but he was also an individual. He all, and, and he had persona. And, that, and that's where the, time, place, timing, all of it. Mm-hmm. Anybody that would have accepted Nike's offer to sort of have their personality put on display and have their own shoe, I think would have risen... Very rapidly. Yeah. But I think that the only person that could ever have taken it to the top level, it's not just luck. Right. Michael Jordan and his unbelievable persona is what made the thing go all the way to the moon. He has among the great star power in the in, in the modern history of the world. I mean, truly, there was a moment in time where Michael Jordan was the most... Recognizable. Right? I, mean, I mean, it was Michael Jordan or Michael Jackson in the late 1980s. They were the most famous people on the earth besides maybe the Queen of England, right? No, no question. No question. And I think a lot of that had to do with, like you said, not only was he talented, but he was... Um, he had a beautiful smile. Absolutely. His physique was ridiculous. Yep. Um, you know, he also... I always think that, though. If Michael Jordan is just ass ugly... He's just terrible looking. He's yeah, not, he's not Michael Jordan, right? No, that was a huge part of his allure. No, a lot of allure, a lot of why we're attracted to athletes, male or female, is because what they look like. Either they're good looking in the body or they're good looking in the face. Like, and Michael had both. The other thing that um, Michael had was Michael. Although you know, a lot of people associate Michael with North Carolina, but what a lot of people don't know, Michael was born in Brooklyn, New York. That's very interesting. Yeah, like grew like, up in Wilmington, North Carolina, but up, I did not know he was born origi- in New York. Originally from Brooklyn. Look so at this guy. Some, he's got so much. There's some, this there's is some less, city, there's some city professors. <laughs> there it is. There's some city roots creeping up in that country chicken coop at the same time. So he had some, you know, his origins are are, are you know country born and raised, but steeped, you know, yeah. in some in some city foundations. So. Michael was just the convergence of all convergences, and everything that comes after that is only because Michael cut cut the mold and then broke it, and everyone's been trying to replicate, duplicate, and emulate it since. The only other spoiler I'll give you from the movie Air, it is Nuaz now on ESPN Radio, is there's this great line Sonny Vaccaro has. So Sonny is played by Matt Damon, and Phil Knight's played by Ben Affleck. And Sonny Vaccaro has this great line to uh, Phil Knight where he says... Actually, Sonny Vaccaro has this great line to Michael Jordan where he says, um, we do this fascinating thing as humans. We build up our heroes to the point of heroic status. And then we give them expectations that are impossible to fulfill. And then when they don't fulfill the expectations, we vilify them, we vilify them and knock them down. We build you up to the point where you can't get any more deified, and then we cut you down and we cut you down and we cut you down. That's the other entry point of a conversation because it is fascinating. And this is not just a 
20, 20th and 21st century sports deal. Like, this has been... That's our societal re- cyclical I mean, uh, behaviors uh, uh, and that, choices. That's, that's our species of animals' choices. Yeah. I mean, this is like what humans do. do. Period. Identify outstanding individuals. Rise, fall. Take them down. I, you know what it is? I think we like polarity. You For know, sure. we like we 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 like the Madonna and the counterparts counterparts sure, of the Madonna. Right, we right. love the hero and the villain. We love right. the conflict that ensues. Why do people love Darth Vader so much? For sure, he is one of the baddest of the baddest villains ever. No question, but because he's so conflicted, like all of us are. Yep. We have a love for that. That's, that's, I think, why America has always been cumulatively obsessed with Michael Jordan, too, though. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan has overcome adversity Great segue. Every, every step of the way, right? Yep. He, the, the, he got cut from his high school basketball teams a little bit overplayed. He didn't make the varsity when he was a freshman. That's uh, what I, I, oh, I had that conversation with someone today. A, a lot he of was us on, didn't make varsity yeah. when we were freshmen. Most no, no. of us didn't make varsity when we were freshmen. That part was a little overplayed. Nike used that to their advantage in marketing. But... Make no mistake, there's his first piece of adverse. He didn't make varsity, uh, you know, all four years. He's the greatest basketball player of all time. So you might, have, you, might have ex- you might have expected Michael Jordan to maybe get a couple letters in high school basketball. Didn't make varsity uh, his freshman year of high school. But then his second year in the NBA, he shatters his ankle and has to miss most of the year. There's the first step of adversity. Then, as he's sort of this up-and-coming superstar, he tapes, takes his wallopings. I mean, that's what people don't realize is Michael Jordan's bulls Sucked. They, they sucked. They, they were like fighting and scrapping and clawing to even get the eight seed. And then they were getting drilled. But they did take the Celtics to five games when it used to be five games in the first round. Mm-hmm. In I think 86, that was like the first, maybe 87. That was like the first sh- sign that Jordan was maybe a, a big time winner. Mm-hmm. But still. And then they, Detroit they, shut them down for years they, in they, a row. They were stuck in neutral. They didn't yeah. They weren't even close to the Eastern Conference Finals. But you weren't winning with Bill Cartwright and Charles Oakley playing alongside you. Sorry, just not <laughs> happening. No, for sure. Uh, what was it? Orlando Harrington, Othella Harrington. I mean, they, they had not a very good roster. No, not at all. So, but that's the other, that's the next step of adversity, right? Mm-hmm. He took his lumps. He took his lumps. He took his lumps. Great individual. Can't get over the hump. Can't get to the finals. Then the murder of his father, his subsequent retirement, his failures in baseball, his return from retirement, he, gambling scandals. That's why we're so obsessed with him, though. Is we love to build him up and break him down. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan had natural breakdowns for the, for the first 20 years he was in the public eye, so we didn't have to break him down if oh. he did it and then overcame himself. Same. The only other person I can think about uh, within that realm, within that stratosphere of fame, Tiger Woods. There's no question about it. And that's the, the next conversation that I want to have. You, It's Noir's Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. To have the truly all-time greats, you need circumstance, you need time and place, you need all of these things to align, right? Mm -hmm. But you also have to have a a, a transcendent and or genius person to be able to handle it. Absolutely. And that's why I think it's so unfair, as an American society... The two two of the biggest questions in the sporting lexicon are who's the next Michael Jordan and who's the next Tiger Woods? And the answer is there can't be a next Michael Jordan and there can't be a next Tiger Woods because there'll never be those circumstances or those people to fulfill those circumstances. I'm going to go on record right now. Thank God. Thank For the sure, spirits, right? thank the universe, thank the goddesses, Jah, Allah, Buddha, whoever your person or persons are or aren't. 
I am so sick of the next Michael Jordan, the next Steph Curry. Can we just bring the first of whoever's next to come? Can we have, instead of the next Michael Jordan, can we have the first Nick Jermer? And I'm just throwing sure, names out because right, right, I'm thinking right, about right, Jerm right, right now. The the Because what happens is then the next Michael Jordan comes and it gives credence to what you're saying. Sure. We build this person up. They don't meet Jordan's expectations. Then we vilify him. Sure. Right? Darius Miles. Sure. Kwame Brown. So on and so forth. I we, mean, there was a variety again. Vince Carter, Grant Hill, Vince, yeah, Kobe Bryant. Totally, totally. Yeah. So for me, it's 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 stop making thinking about the next Michael Jordan and think about the first person that's create the next person. So here's a here's a nature nurture question for you within the scope of this conversation. Proceed, brother. There's a certain element of to be sustainably. Or not to be. Unquestionably great, like Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods both were. Right. To be at the absolute pinnacle of your sport for more than a decade plus each. Right. And to be world famous, to be that famous and never be able to have any sort of normalcy in your life. It's like the old saying goes, it's lonely at the top, right? Truth. So here's my nature versus nurture question. I do think as a people, we understand the importance of a holistic lifestyle a lot better than we used to. Truth. You, we understand the 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 work life balance, and I need to have my friends and my family and my neighbors, and I need to have time to hang out and chill out, and I need to have hobbies. And I mean, you're talking to a guy that works more than almost anybody that I know. Yet I still realize that I need to have time for myself to chill, to do other stuff, do the things you love. That, that, right. But I also think that the prioritization of that is going to also make it much less likely that we ever have these prodigy geniuses, right? Like, it's so lonely at the top. Tiger Woods is absolutely a golf genius. He was born a prodigy and fulfilled the, the expectations because of both nature and nurture. Right. I don't think anybody would ever choose to be Tiger Woods again, even if it came with all the riches and fame that he's acquired. No. I, right, I would. I wouldn't want that for my kids. Right, I wouldn't want that for me. I just, I always think of that. Like Kobe Bryant was. I take the, the money, just not the tribulations. Kobe Bryant was the last guy that was wired like this, where he could be singularly obsessive about something. Like I don't care about anything but being the best basketball player ever. I don't care about anything besides being the next Jordan. I just don't know if it's in people now, and I think there's a variety of factors that go into that, and I don't necessarily think it's that bad of a thing. I do think there's a certain level of compulsive competitiveness that goes into becoming guys like Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods. I would Okay, so I'm going to add on to it, the compulsive win-at-all-costs Mount Rushmore. So I would go Jordan, Tiger Woods, Tom Brady. For sure. And all of those guys make... Questionable at best, if not horrifically terrible decisions when it comes to their family. Like, you're a family guy. You're a dad. These dudes are, I mean, we like glorify it or whatever. Like, Tom Brady basically told his family to kick rocks. Truth. He basically was like, bro, I don't care about you. I would rather chase another Super Bowl ring. You will, I'll get to you guys later. Truth. This is about me, right? Truth. I mean, Kobe Bryant, Tiger Woods, like, they're, they, I mean. Oh, there's the four. Uh, Tom Brady, Tiger Woods, Kobe, Michael. Beautiful. But but do you get what I'm saying? Is like there's a certain level where you're actually not right in the head. No. And it's very good that you have a competitive outlet like sports to use it on. Yeah. Because like, what would Tiger Woods have done with his life if he didn't have an obsession like golf? He'd be taking out knees like Tanya like, Harding. He's like he's so 
wired so weird. Like, there's no way. You know what I'm saying? It's it's a, it's I certainly think, a, a it's a certain state of mind, but we glorify it too much. I think it, it, there's a lot more bad to it that we give credence to. Mm, well, I also think that there's you know everyone we just everyone we just spoke to is is famous, borderline infamous at the same time, right? So you just have these amazing, amazing people who are just. You love them for their fame and you hate them for their infamy, but you love them just the same. Like they bring the balance of a full circle moment together. Like uh, when the, uh, what was it, the last run or whatever the, the Bulls documentary was? Like the all last this, dance, yeah. The last dance, sorry. Um, when you look at Michael after that, it's like, whoa. Right. Whoa. I mean, have, like, you, have you watched The Price of Gold? <sighs> It's a, it's about Olympians, but it's centered around Michael Phelps. Yeah, and Phelps talks about it. He says yeah, it's he says intense. like I, I was so obsessed, obsessed with being the best and chasing myself that I never did a single other thing. Nope. I have no social skills. Nope. I have no life skills. Nope. I have no job skills. Nope. All I did was eat fifteen thousand calories a day and swim for thirteen straight hours. And yeah, he won more gold medals than anybody will ever win again. Again, ever. But what is the price of what gold? What is the price? Right? Yeah. It's 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 um some people sell their soul, you know, not in a literal sense, but just give everything into it and there's For a sure. there's a beauty to that. For sure. It's almost like a, it's almost gladiatorial uh in yeah. it, in its in its in it, in its uh in its origins, but there's also the beast. Like um one of the things I tell my clients and customers and I'm going to you know, I've started this with my son is when you say yes to something, you inevitably say no on the backside. It's a very so, good lesson. You know, like you're saying yes to the gold. You're saying yes to the championships. You're saying yes to the Super Bowl. You're saying yes to the Ugg boot um, compensation. Yep. But you're saying no to your family. You're yep. saying no to stability. You're saying no to a, to a stable life or a working relationship with your kids, your partner, or community. So, you know, those guys say yes to certain things and no to others. Or they said no to certain things and say yes to others. There's sure. a polarity right there. Uh, you got to get up for the downstream stroke on that one speaking of george clinton <laughs> nuance now is been radio you, you mentioned kwame brown kwame! When kwame brown retired he sort of went at the media quite a bit for everybody calling him one of the biggest busts in nba history now kwame brown's number one overall pick kwame brown did came nowhere close to fulfilling that he was not an all-star in any sort form or fashion as a guy that came out of high school as the number one overall pick but like he said Yo, I played double-digit years in the NBA. I made more than $75 million. I bought my grandma and my mom a house. I didn't choose to have the compulsive drive of a Kobe Bryant or a Michael Jordan, but I'm cool with it, man. Like, that's all I wanted. James Harden has talked about this a lot, too. He's like, you guys are the ones that say I need to do something to fortify my legacy. I don't care, man. I'm trying to hoop. I make... $50 million a year to play basketball. Whatever happens, happens. Like, I want to win, but, like, it's not about my legacy. Durant has been arguing about this, too. And so that's why I wonder if those guys are the last of a dying breed. There's this great Netflix series called Full Swing, and it's all about the current um, field of, of professional golfers. Mm -hmm. And they address each guy's personal life. And it's very good the way that they balance it all out. Because you have a guy like Brooks Kepka, mm -hmm. who's kind of psychotic about it. He's obsessed with it. He does kind of have that weird... Tick where he like is obsessed with because his winning. wife's a curse at the Masters <laughs> for sure. But then you have guys like Dustin Johnson who's like, yeah, I know I'm talented. I I, I want to golf less and hang out with my family more. Like I'm 37, I got two kids. Like I'm joining Live because I get to I have to play one day less a week. I get guaranteed money. I don't have to make a cut. I can hang out with my wife more. I can bring her on the road. All that stuff. There's a guy like Tony Finau. Mm. He's 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 
uh, half Samoan and he's got a Samoan wife, so they have, you know, like Polynesian people often do, a huge family. Mm -hmm. He brings his whole family on the road. But that's so atypical. Mm -hmm. And he talks about it in the deal. He's like, yeah, I know for me to be like a truly top five guy in the world, I would have to sacrifice all that. I wouldn't be able to be the dad. And he's like, I don't. I'm not giving it up. I don't care, man. Don't blame him. If I could be the 22nd best golfer in the world and make millions of dollars, I'm cool. I don't need to be number one. So that's why I just wonder. We, it's it's a double-edged sword, right? We're progressing as a society, and you wouldn't want to give any of that stuff up. Mm-hmm. But I think it also robs us from ever getting another person like a Tiger Woods or a Michael Jordan. You know, and in some ways in our society, that's okay. We For need sure. we we need to, and I love athletics. I love sports and all the culture and society within. But it'd be cool to see us pay a little less attention to the Michael Jordans, Tiger Woods, and Tom Brady's of the world, right? And start paying attention to more of our teachers, more of our people that we actually see walking through aisle eight at Target or Fresh Market, right? Like that to me is this, the attention and sway and love. Give, give it back to the people who are raising the Michael Jordans or the Kobe Bryants or the Tom Brady's. From behind the glass, Andrew Houghton producing the show today, as the he Wizard always, of always does. And he's given some feedback into this. I got the Michael Phelps thought there from Andrew. He also mentioned Novak Djokovic. That's a very good example of somebody that's a singularly obsessed with a discipline. But say what you just texted me. I'll just let you make the take on the radio because that's, that's an excellent take when it comes to combat sports. Yeah, I said all all fighters have some of that natural single-mindedness and obsession just For because sure. of the demands of the sport and also the potential consequences of the sport. They, right. they can't get away from it. That's 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 so true, right? I actually think that the sport that the, the singularly-minded gravitate towards the most is probably mixed martial arts and boxing, right? Because there is. There's such a profound consequence to it. You are, I mean, in MMA, you are absolutely risking your life every time you go in the ring. I mean, there's no question. Boxing, too? For sure. And you have to be, there's, that's why I love MMA and boxing both, but especially MMA. You have to have all of the elements that go into athleticism. You have to have elite, elite physical fitness. You have to have elite, elite mental fortitude. You have to be an elite competitor. You have to have elite toughness. You have to have elite drive. You have to have elite supreme self-confidence. You can't have any wavering of any of those, else you're going to go in there and you're going to die. And so I, I do think that that's what sets MMA apart for me. And it's a great point. Like, that's probably the sport where the singular minded gravitate towards the most. Yeah, I would agree. And I also think, you know, speaking to that, that's also the toughest professional sport, I think, to compete in is MMA or boxing uh, for that reason. Uh, I, I think Andrew else has something else. Yes, Mr. Houghton. Well, I'm just saying you're not going to get into it unless you have that mindset that's right. of the single-mindedness. And, I mean, think of, you know, the the best boxer the last 20 years is Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. A guy who has no social skills at all, has <laughs> no right. life outside of fighting. He literally can't. He's had an almost impossible time existing in society since he's been fighting less or not at all. It's a great point, man. No, it's it's a it's an absolutely great uh, point. Nuan is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, uh, and the ESPN MT app. Let's talk some NBA playoffs. Let's go. These games tonight might be so trash. I am so here for it. Why are we even talking <laughs> about trash? What do you do with trash? Throw it out. <laughs> the to the winners goes the one seeds. NBA playoff talk next. <laughs> Keep right here, Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. I am here with Catherine DeLands of the Advocates. If you've been listening to ESPN Radio, you're familiar and you know 
If you've been in an accident, the advocates can surely help you. Yeah, I mean, the sooner you call us, the better. You know, we're available 24-7, consultations are free, and when you've been in that accident, insurance companies are going to be jumping all over you to talk. So give us a call first and get yourself an attorney. 406-640-4444 or online, montanaadvocates.com. Free consultations, the Montana Advocates reminding you that you deserve an advocate. ESPN Radio Missoula. Did you know once upon a time Michael Jordan almost signed with Adidas? That's right. We talked a lot about the movie Air, but also just about culture in America. Hero building, hero tearing down, as it were. Uh, but fun having Rajim Seabrook in because I, I got to give you a compliment. What's that? We have a very widespread show here, and I like to cover all sorts of different sports. I like to have conversations all about different sports. It's called sports. Adult ADD. <laughs> but we just had a 90-minute conversation without looking up anything on our screens and our Google machines. You did confirm one fact, but still, usually we're, you know, it's the art of conversation. You're the man. That's Thank, solid. Thanks you know, for being here. You know what happened? You know why that is, Coulter? Because between you and I, the amount of reading that you and I mm, both do, that's true, like, man. we probably fill volumes of, of, <laughs> of books. Like You and I are two of the most well-read per- people I know. And I mean, reading for pleasure, reading for, sure. for work, for reading sure. for education. For sure. So um, when, you, when you stay well-read, you stay well-versed, and thus by proxy, well-spoken. Rajib Seabrook, riding with us here uh, on Nuwana's Now, ESPN Radio. The NBA playoffs are underway. We got the play-in games coming up on, uh, I guess it's Tuesday. The Lakers won uh, the play-in the play game <laughs> for the seventh seed uh, out of the West. And that dropped then the T-Wolves into tonight's nightcap against the Thunder. The Thunder outlasted the Pelicans in a great game. So it'll be Thunder and uh, Timberwolves later on. Meanwhile, the Atlanta Hawks... One uh, Atlanta Hawks beat the Miami Heat for the seventh seed in the East, and then the uh, Chicago Bulls rallied against the Toronto Raptors, and so that then sets up for the eighth seed in the East and the right to go get absolutely destroyed by the Milwaukee Bucks. <laughs> Chicago versus Miami, and it's actually a quarter in already. I was texting Andrew from the betting machine last night. Telling him I was all over the Chicago money line, and uh, also that I was planning on pairing it with the uh, the Thunder money line. Couple dogs on the road. I just think the Heat are not very good, and I think the no. Timberwolves are very dysfunctional. Extremely. But, but my bet looks bad right now. The Heat are up twenty nine twenty one. Not insurmountable at all. It's only the end of the first quarter. But uh, Andrew's response was, "Yeah, it's a great bet, except for Jimmy Butler could just kill you." <laughs> <laughs> and it's exactly uh, true. But these two t- these two games tonight, excuse me, you win, you move on, you're into the, the bracket of eight uh, in the West and East, respectively. You lose uh, and you're out. You were talking off air. You're, you say you're over the NBA right now. Why is that? I think you're not alone. I think there's a lot of people that are thinking like this. I'm just tired of grown men acting like petulant children who sure. make a ton of money to play a game. For sure. I will repeat. How, how much- I'm tired of grown men who make a lot of money acting like petulant children who play a game for a living. Andrew and I talk about this a lot. Part of the allure of the NBA is the drama building and the character building. Right. It's like a good movie. We have built up a whole bunch of characters in the NBA that are very dramatic. For, <laughs> for better for better or worse, those guys get a ton of headlines. True. K- 
Kawhi Leonard and, and Kyrie Irving. And I mean, there's dudes that get a lot of he- headlines while st- starkly declining from what they once were in the NBA. Truth. Andrew always says this, though. He says, challenges people. Hey, if you say you don't like the NBA, just don't pay attention to the, the established drama queens of the NBA. Go watch Josh Giddy for the, the for the uh the Oklahoma City Thunder. I mean, he's like a six nine point guard. He almost dropped a he's triple good. double the other night. I like him. He's twenty three years old. He's not he's not part of this narrative no. surrounding the NBA. If you're tired of LeBron James and Steph Curry and whatever, first of all, the number one player in the league still is a guy that has no drama, that plays in one of the smallest markets in the NBA. It's Giannis Antetokounmpo. He's my favorite. That's what I'm saying. So pay attention to that. And that's why I totally get why some people are, have grown weary of the NBA. Mm-hmm. The regular season has become very tiresome. Yes. There's so much drama. There's so much dysfunction. Too much. There's so many guys that are sitting out just for load management and all these other stupid reasons. It's a, it's not good for the fans because you tune into a game, you buy a ticket to a game, the guy you went to see doesn't play. That's That's silly. That's stupid. But there is a lot of areas in the NBA to gravitate towards. And guess what? After next week, when we're into the, the conference semifinals, the meet. It, it's the four best teams in the East and the four best teams in the West. Now it's great basketball. Now you have Truth. eight teams that get along. Most of the time you can't have drama to be that point. But we're about to be already rid of Kyrie Irving. We're about to be rid of a lot of these dudes who are so centered in, in the drama. Oh, Kyrie Irving can just go away. Not a fan. I totally understand. He's I, like I, the Kanye West of the NBA. <laughs> no, it's now ESPN Radio. So the uh, the Heat are up 31-21 right now, early in the second quarter against Chicago. I've been off the Heat. I've been talking a lot of smack about the Heat. The, the Heat are 12-14 and 14 down the stretch uh, coming into this game. At one point, they were 32-25, and 25 and they sat in fourth place. That would have been just fine for this Heat team. But they've uh, not been good. They've been below 500 since February 11th. And uh, day after my birthday, that's disappointing when you have established players like Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and uh, Kyle Lowry. The Bulls have also been disappointed though. Demar Derozan's a proven All Star. Zach Levine is a rising star. Uh, Nikola Vucevic has been very, very productive uh, during his time in Orlando. Andre Drummond's a former All Star. Kobe White was a top ten pick. Pat Beverly is a well known name, even if he's not an All NBA type guy. Chicago's got to be better than that as well. I just think it's so funny, though, because this play-in game, it's, whenever you have a one-and-done scenario in the NBA, it's fun to watch just because these guys are so hyper-competitive, especially in these scenarios. Yeah. But this this game that's going on right now between the Heat and the Bulls is just hilarious because this whoever wins this game is just going to go get swept it's by the Bucs, smoked. right? Smoked. Like, they're just going to get annihilated, right? Smoked. Andrew, is there any chance that the Bulls or Heat win a game against the Bucs? The Heat could get one. They yeah. could, I would get say the Heat could get one. Gentleman sweep. Yeah, yeah sure. Bucks right. go up 2-0, and then the Heat grab one. Sure. I mean, they just win. Yeah. They win in Miami because the Bucks are chilling and going out and whatever. Yeah, I mean, hanging out on the boat with Odell. Totally. Yeah, uh, I hear you. Tonight's game will be very interesting though because the only team in this playing little scenario, I think, that is playing to fulfill and or exceed expectations is the Oklahoma City Thunder. Mm-hmm. The Hawks and the Lakers both got the seven seeds. That's disappointments for them. They're supposed to be better than that. Truth. The whoever wins this Heat Bulls game, those are both disappointments. And then the T Wolves who play the Thunder, they're also disappointed. They're supposed to be better with guys like Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Edwards. They're just supposed to be better. But the T, but the excuse me, the Thunder are the great story of this little play-in round of the playoffs. They were at, Vegas had the over/under for wins this year at twenty-five. 
and they're gunning for their 42nd win tonight, which would be awesome and, and would exceed expectations by a full 17 wins. Like To put that in perspective, That's a lot. if the good teams were exceeding their wins expectations by 17, they'd be winning like 65 to 70 games. So it's a lot uh, of improvement and, and overachieving Facts. Uh, for the, uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder. But uh, I do think the matchup tonight between the T-Wolves and the Thunder, even though I'm high on the Thunder, I think the T-Wolves are really hard to watch. I still think it's a toss-up. The T-Wolves the are, I think, three-and-a-half-point favorites uh, at home. But once this all settles, we'll have some uh, actual first-round playoff matchups. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break, and on the other side, we'll break down what are the most interesting matchups in the first round of the playoffs once these play-in games play out. Keep it right here. Juan is now ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas coming to you through the ESPN MT studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company on behalf of both ESPN Missoula and Skyline Sports. Here with some of our friends from Blackfoot Communications, one of our great business partners at both entities. They've done so much for us in helping us develop so many different things at Skyline Sports. Also help bring you our ESPN Radio podcast network as well. We're here with Hannah Kreiss from Blackfoot Communications. She is a business development representative. Tell people just about your history at Blackfoot. How long have you been at Blackfoot? Yeah, I've been at Blackfoot three years now. When it comes to just uh, your actual job title, what is it that you do? I mean, what is your primary things that uh, go on in your day-to-day at Blackfoot? Yeah, so I target and work with small businesses um, and just helping them get connected to internet and phone services, just smaller grade equipment and services that they might need and not all of the bigger enterprise. What's your favorite part about your job at Blackfoot? I like connecting with people and meeting new people and going out and just having those conversations and getting to know them in the community. And how about just the organization in general? I mean, it it seems like such a great company to work for. Yeah, absolutely. It's very community-based, very family-oriented inside as well, and it's definitely very enjoyable. If you want to find out more about Blackfoot Communications in general, visit goblackfoot.com. Great website, very easy to navigate. They can help you with all sorts of things, from small business development to any sort of fiber, internet, communications, anything like that. Small business networking, all of it. Visit goblackfoot.com. One, two, three. One is now on ESPN Radio. Maybe that's your new nickname, Peanuts. Give me some peanuts, he says, right before we go on radio. This is why this guy is a radio legend. Rajib Seabrook rolling with me, Coulter Nuwadas. We're eating uh, chili onion peanuts from Trader Joe's. And breathing heavy on each other. Breathing heavy. That's exactly, that's exactly right. I, I think I need to take these uh, only because we need to conserve. I have more snacks for you. Have no fear, my friend. We're rolling here on your Friday. Nuwadas now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Ton of stuff covered already. Yes, sir. Marcus Wellnell, number 37 for the Grizz. He'll give the 37 to somebody else next Saturday. Dazzler's Car Wash. We broke that down, both the event and the uh, exchange of the jersey, as it were, and who might get it for the Grizz football team. Raekwon Battle, Darius Brown at Montana State, into the NCAA transfer portal. Lamar Jackson, almost certainly out in Baltimore. Who is Lamar Jackson better than or not then? We also talked a uh, fun segment about... Montana kids sticking around the state to play Frontier Conference basketball and how that's really upped the level of basketball here in the Frontier and in Montana. We also talked about some Grizz Spring football. We talked about Air, the Michael Jordan movie that's uh, taken the world by storm, and we were talking some NBA playoffs, all of it in the Nuanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications. Visit goblackfoot.com, the M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Last 10 minutes today... Let's talk about some of the most intriguing 
playoff matchup. So right now, the Heat lead the Bulls 36-30 to halfway through the second quarter. That game's being played in Miami. The winner of that game gets the Milwaukee Bucks, the top seed in the East. Then later, the nightcap is the Oklahoma City Thunder taking on the Minnesota Timberwolves in Minneapolis. Minneapolis excuse me. And uh, the winner of that game takes on the top seed from the West, the Denver Nuggets. So here's how the playoff field will look after tonight's, tonight's games play out. The Nuggets, the top seed in the West, will play the winner of Thunder T-Wolves. The Grizzlies, the second seed in the West, will play the Lakers. The Kings, the third seed in the West, will play the Warriors. And the Suns, the fourth team on the West, will play the Clippers. In the East, it's Milwaukee versus the winner of Miami and Chicago. Then the second seed, Boston Celtics versus Atlanta. The 76ers are the three seed. Brooklyn is the sixth seed. And New York, Cleveland, that's the 4-5 matchup. So we'll start there and then backtrack. You are a New York guy. You are a New York Knicks guy. The New York and the Knicks have uh, been cursed since they traded away Patrick Ewing. They've been bad. They've been, they've been, been just been fat flat, flat bad. What you say, son? No, but I also, <laughs> um, I also think that New York Knicks fans have become a little bit uh, addicted to the notion that you're cursed and that you're bad. Because now, actually, here you are, and you made the playoffs two out of the last three years. Where where are you at with just the trajectory of the Knicks? I'm, I'm sort of dogging on you right now. I, I think that New Yorkers have sort of over, <laughs> they, they're they're sort of so used to the Knicks being bad that now it's become like a cliche of itself. You know what I'm saying? The Knicks cursed themselves the minute they traded away Patrick Ewing, hired Isaiah Thomas, hired Phil Jackson. Just the the mismanagement of one of the flagship teams sand sports was just ridiculous the fact that they're in i'm really happy like i'm what do really, you think of this next team i mean they're pretty good they're good but i like they're rugged is what i like about them they don't Jalen brunson's nice dude he's nice there's nothing flashy about him julius randall's good i love him yeah. i love his game i love his off ball game more uh to be more succinct I truly, truly think that the Knicks have a good nucleus right now. Yeah. They're like one, maybe two players away from going over the top. Um, but I think if they keep their core four right now, the Knicks will just kind of be that four, they four, five, six going forward. That's right. For the next but then I also years. think they're just going to be stuck there. But is that okay? Is, are you happy with Is that better than... I'll 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 take mediocrity in the playoffs versus no playoffs, no playoffs. Yeah, yeah. for sure, absolutely. It's a bad matchup for him because I actually think Cleveland is really good. Cleveland has, uh, I mean, they acquired Donovan Mitchell, who's been great. They also have a, an emerging star in Darius Garland, and uh, they also have a pretty unique style playing several bigs, including Evan Mobley, who's been a breakout player, way better than I thought he was gonna be. And when you play him next to Jarrett Wilson, then you have two. Uh, real deal elite rim protectors who can also guard on the perimeter. So uh, Cleveland, uh, a good one for sure. Uh, what other of these matchups, Rajim, stand out to you? I mean, is, is there any of these, I guess, talk me into any of these first round series, not just going straight chalk. Because uh, I actually think that there's, I, 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 so I think that the, the East is chalk. I think the top th- four seeds in the East are going to win easily. Bucks. Celtics, yep. 76ers, yep. and Cavs. Uh, so you're saying the Cavs are going to beat the Knicks? I do. I think, that, I, I think that the Knicks could make make a little bit of a series out of it, but I think Cleveland's the definitive favorite. But in the West, though, I think the West is completely and utterly wide open. I think every single one of these series, I, I think the Nuggets will pound whoever they play in the first round. Yes. But then it gets interesting. But the other three series in the West, I think absolutely 
could be toss-ups. I, I could totally see the seventh seed of Lakers giving the Grizzlies a run for their money. I could absolutely. I mean, I got money on the Warriors. Oh, giving them the business to, to take out the Kings. Yeah, there's just there's two teams in the West that I just don't sleep on. Golden State, just because they're Golden State. Look at the amount of trophies they have. The experience on the road and in the playoffs and in championships speaks testament to who they are. And I don't care how old hobbled, receding hairline, bad hair plugs LeBron James has, I'm not sleeping on one of the goats. You know? It's just, you you just can't. The thing about the West is that even a mediocre to poor team in the West is still better than anyone in the East, sans Milwaukee. Ah, Maybe the Celtics, too. Philadelphia's been good this year, too, actually. I think Philadelphia... It's an interesting conversation. The West has, I think, more good teams. Yes. But I think the Sixers are better than anybody in the West. Really? I think the top three teams in the East are better than anybody in the West. Hey, we, we could talk about that. I, I, I don't... The only one that I think could contend out of the West in terms of pure talent on their rosters is actually the Suns. Suns, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Top to bottom roster. Um, Phoenix Suns present a lot of matchup problems for, for sure. any team. Um I like what you're saying about the East. The only one that I'm undecided on in that game is the push game is the four seed versus the five seed. I feel like that that game can go either which way. The other three, the top three seeds in the East, cemented, lock it up, throw yeah. away the key. Yeah. Um, as far as the West is concerned, Denver's winning the series the regardless one, yeah, of, who sure. of who they play. For sure. Um, Memphis Lakers, I don't know. Memphis is a weird team. They are weird. They're a very weird team. Yeah. They're, 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 they're good. They're good. But they're weird in how they're good young. they are. Are they ready? Are There's they ready? Are they too distracted by what's going on outside of the building and yep. off the court? Um, and then the the, the Phoenix uh, Clippers game is an interesting one. I'm hoping I would like for Phoenix to win. I think they have the talent to beat them. But don't sleep on the Clippers either because of who they have on their roster. Um, I think the better games are in the West as far as like entertainment uh, and, and value of watching. I would rather watch the West and the East except for the Knicks game. Because I'm a homer that way. What is now ESPN Radio, Rajim Seabrook. Just a couple minutes left. Um, so I, I think we're both on the same page. The Nuggets are going to certainly cruise through the first round. But then they're going to play uh, the winner of Suns Clippers, which is likely going to be the Suns. The Nuggets got to be on high alert playing the Suns in round two, right? I mean, that's already been a narrative that the Nuggets have a hard time in the playoffs and that Nikola Jokic has a hard time in the playoffs. Uh, I mean... If it is Nuggets Suns, I'm putting money on the Suns. No. I've been a hater on the Nuggets all year long, though. I can tell. I can feel it. That and Kirk Cousins. Um, I like the Suns more. I agree. I like the Suns. Because in the playoffs, if you have the best player or players, you got a shot. And the Suns, if they have their best players playing their best... They have two of the best players in the league, including a guy who might be the best player in the league when he's at his best, and that's Kevin Durant. So, I, you know, it's interesting. I also think the Grizzlies, as a young team that hasn't proven much yet, they have a really, really interesting path here because if they are to actually make a run, it's going to be a rite of passage twice. They're going to mm-hmm. have to get back past LeBron James's Lakers, and then they're probably going to have to get past Steph Curry's Warriors. If they do that and get to the Western Conference Finals, then hats off, all it's all them. to you, but it's going to be, it's the young versus the old, and the gatekeepers are going to have to let them through. Yeah, it's called spring knees versus creaky, hip, creaky hips and ankles. We'll see. Um, don't sleep on Golden State, man. 
I'm just gonna, I'm gonna throw that out there. Golden State to me is the dark horse in this. You don't gotta tell me, bro. I got oh, all, I got all my money on Golden State to win the West. I bet Golden State to win the championship. Oh, so, down, boy, down. <laughs> I'm good. I'm I just, just, I'm, I just been, I've been on the Warriors. I, I've been saying since 10th February, if the Warriors get healthy, the Warriors. Watch out. I mean, the Warriors are the defending champs, man. Is it me? Is Steph looking a little thicker? Looking a little swole? 35. Something's up yeah, there. Yeah. Swole, 181 pounds. He's up from 172. <laughs> <laughs> I know I got I have shoes heavier than that kid. I know for sure. Um, who do you? I mean, just knee jerk reaction. Who do you? Who do you think is going to win the conferences? Who's the Who's the favorite coming out of the East? Who's the favorite coming out of the West? Milwaukee coming out of the East. There's nothing there to stop. Um, I'm I'm, I'm going to say Golden State, man, because they sure. just they there's just something about them. They've been there too many times. For sure. Been there, done that, so to say. They so. have they have the most favorable draw. Getting the Kings who haven't been in the playoffs in 20 years, they're probably going to cruise past the Kings. And the easiest route to get back, if if you look at the way the bracket is situated, they have sure. the easiest route to get For back sure. to the finals. Because then they probably get the Grizz or the Lakers, totally. but they're going to be a favorite against those two. Yep. Who Between Nuggets and Suns, though, those are the two most likely contenders to play Golden State in the Western Conference Finals in this scenario. Who's the Warriors want to play, Golden State or the Suns? Or, excuse me, the Suns or the, the Nuggets? They would, they would what? Oh! Play the Nuggets. They'd want to play the Nuggets for I think sure. They, may they, wanna, they yeah. wouldn't have home court advantage in that series. They wouldn't have home court advantage in either series. But I, I totally agree. I think that they would rather play the top seed than the four seed. And that's what makes this yep. playoffs interesting. Yeah, Phoenix. Phoenix is. <laughs> yeah, they're they're nasty. They're scary for they're sure. Very scary. If I'm handicapping my NBA championship uh, odds right now, I think the Bucks are the overwhelming favorites to win the championship. I think that the Phoenix Suns would be my number two pick to win the championship. The Golden State Warriors, the number three pick to win the championship. And then I think that's probably Celtics and 76ers, a toss-up there as the fourth team that can maybe win the championship. And then you probably fill in some, a couple of those top seeds from the West, maybe the Nuggets and the Grizzlies get in there. But I do think, to me, to me, it would surprise me, it would really surprise me if anybody besides the Bucks, the Warriors, the Suns, or the 76ers won the championship. Uh we got to go. I ran out of time. We'll see you on Monday. You want us now on ESPN Radio. What's up, everybody? It's Coulter Nuanez From your favorite daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now, which airs live each weekday between 4 and 6 p.m. on 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, and worldwide on the ESPN MT app, and of course, as you're listening right now, you can always find Nuanas Now archived as well on the Nuanas Now podcast. One of the biggest events on campus every single year at Montana State is the MSU Spring Rodeo. Get rodeo ready with the MSU Bookstore all month long. MSU Rodeo tees and equine accessories will be available starting on April 10th. All month long, you can get three t-shirts for $25, two crewnecks for $50, or two hoodies for $55. Go check out all the great rodeo gear at the Montana State Bookstore on the MSU campus. The Montana State Bookstore also does a great job of giving back some of their proceeds to help reduce textbook costs for students across the MSU community. And of course, it's your go-to place to get your blue and gold on game day or any other day. Montana State's rodeo team, as prestigious and nationally powerful as they come. So if you're planning on heading to the spring rodeo, swing by the MSU bookstore first. When you're in need of some Bobcat gear, Go check out the Montana State Bookstore located in the Strand Union Building on the Montana State campus 
in Bozeman, Montana.